Hello and thank you for joining us for episode 15, part 1 of our podcast, Above the Waves. We're going to be starting a new series today called Now and Later. Over the next several weeks, we'll be talking about how to make decisions in the so-called gray areas of life. What is right and what is wrong? And what does wisdom tell us to do? Specifically, how do we take into account our future when making present-day decisions? This principle is important to understand whether we are single or married, have kids or no kids, or even have kids out of the house. Regardless of our gender, our race, our socioeconomical status, this is true. Our decisions now affect our futures later. The key to understanding how to act in unclear situations comes down to wisdom. That's why we're going to be spending the next few weeks in the book of Proverbs. If you want to find out what wisdom is, how it affects your daily decision making, and what it can do for you both now and later, you couldn't have picked a better place to start. Thank you for joining us for now and later. Let's kick off this episode with a story. When I was in sixth grade, I was an avid BMX bike rider and skateboarder. And by avid, I mean mediocre at best. My friends and I would get together on the weekends and skate through the neighborhood, marveling of how cool we were. But we wouldn't do anything crazy. No half pipes, no ramps, just riding around. Then one glorious day, my mom offered to take my friends and I to the local skate park. So finally we'd be able to show off the skills that we had been working on all this time. Now when it comes to skating, here's one thing that should be obvious. If you're going to a skate park, you should wear protective gear. But on that day, all I had was a helmet. No elbow pads, no knee pads. I assumed immediately that I was a pro. I mean, this was the time that Tony Hawk was a big deal. 15 minutes into my time there, however, I fell off my board, landed on my right arm, and I broke my elbow. And that was the end of my skating career. But that moment didn't just affect my skateboarding. I injured my dominant arm, which made simple activities like riding or eating really difficult. And it was during this time that I also discovered a big truth. The decisions I make now can affect my later. Now here's what's interesting about that decision. My choice to only wear a helmet wasn't a great choice, but it also wasn't necessarily a wrong choice. Some choices can be easily labeled as right or wrong, right? Murder, clearly wrong. Stealing, wrong. But the reality is that most of our choices in life can't be boiled down to a simple right or wrong category. And that's because most of choices in our life just aren't simple. For example, let's take lying. Now technically, we know lying is wrong. But what if there are special circumstances? What if our spouse asks for our opinion on their outfit and you think that it's not the most flattering thing that they've ever wore, what would you say? Would you be completely honest and tell him exactly how it looked? Or what about the authority in our lives? We know God cares about how we treat people in authority. But 
It's also bad to take shortcuts on your work that your boss doesn't necessarily love. You're not just doing things her way, but it works for you and saves you a ton of time. Or what if you're maybe even have bigger issues than that? What if you have someone in authority at work who's asking you to do something that doesn't necessarily seem right? Would you honor them and still do something you know is wrong? What would you do in that situation? Or what about cheating? Maybe you exaggerate a little or a lot on your tax return. Is it really that bad to avoid paying unnecessary taxes on your hard-earned money? Or what about your choice of friends? Maybe you've had one friend that just constantly makes bad decisions, and they're not a bad person. They may not always be the best influence on your behavior, but you've been friends with them for years, and it seems like you're overreacting when you stop spending time with them. There's a lot of situations where there's no simple right or wrong answer. In fact, most of life, if we're honest, falls somewhere in between into the gray area. So how do we make decisions when the answer isn't obvious? And when the way forward isn't clear? And more than that, what if you're, what you're doing isn't technically wrong? So are these gray areas even a big deal? But here's why it matters. What we do now will affect our later. Our decisions just aren't isolated moments. They're connected to us, uh, to the future that we're creating for ourselves. Any decision we make, no matter how big or small it may seem, is building our future. Sometimes we experience the result of a decision the next day, or sometimes it takes years. But every decision has a natural result. None of our decisions are made in a vacuum. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to talk about how we can build the best future for ourselves. No matter what stage of life we're in, this is important. It doesn't change whether we're single or married, whether we have kids or no kids, whether they're out of the house or not, whether we're in our career in the early stages or whether we're on the verge of retiring. This principle matters. Our decisions will affect us later. So how do we make decisions today that will give us the best outcomes both for now and later? There's a word that fits exactly what we're talking about, and that word is wisdom. Wisdom isn't the same thing as being intelligent or even knowledgeable. Wisdom can be taught this way, or it can be thought of this way. Wisdom provides clarity in unclear situations. Again, wisdom provides clarity in unclear situations. It changes the metric from choosing between right and wrong to choosing what's best. And that's what this series is all about. It's choosing what's best. It's gaining wisdom that can help us make better decisions, which can help us experience a better now and a better later. Over the next few weeks, we're also going to look at some big, big ideas from the book of Proverbs. This is fitting since Proverbs is known to be the book of wise sayings. In fact, if you've never read the Bible, Proverbs is a really great place to start reading. Whether you're a Christian, not a Christian, or just curious about it all, it has a ton of solid advice for you. Much of Proverbs was written by a man named Solomon, who was king of ancient Israel. Solomon was often considered to be one of the wisest people who ever lived. 
And we're going to start by looking at some of the most popular verses from the book of Proverbs. And it says things like this out of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. This verse isn't talking about a specific situation, but it's a great launching pad for talking about wisdom in general. So let's start from the beginning of this verse. It mentions trust God. This is a phrase that we use and maybe overuse in church, but it isn't something that we often think about often. What does it mean to really trust God? It means to be confident in the one who made everything. It means depending on the character of God, because if Jesus is the perfect representation of who God is, then we can know and believe that God loves us and he can be trusted. So trust God and trust his understanding, and don't lean on your own understanding. I'll admit that sounds a little weird. You should trust yourself, right? But here's the thing. You only know what you know. In other words, your perspective is based on your upbringing, your family, where you lived, and who you've known. No matter how much you've done or where you've been, that's a limited perspective. Now consider God's perspective for a moment. He knows everything. He sees everything. He existed before time even began. Then think of yourself as someone who's existed for 30, 40, 50, 60, or even 70 years. You may have some experiences about life, But can they really begin to compare with an eternal God? Who do you think sees your life more clearly? Who can see situations and their possible outcomes better? That's an easy one to answer. It's obviously God. This doesn't mean that you're not intelligent. It just means you only know what you know. Think of it this way. Would you want the 6th grade version of you making your decisions today? Would you want the 6th grader you were making decisions about your relationships, your job, your finances? No way. None of us would want that. Why? Because the 6th grade you doesn't have the perspective you have today. They couldn't possibly understand the situations you face now. But God's perspective is simply limitless. Okay, so trust God with all of your heart. Don't trust in your own understanding. We've gotten that far. But what about in all your ways submit to Him? Some translations you read might say acknowledge instead of submit. But regardless of the translation, the big idea here is to get God more involved in every part of your life. Don't box him into just Sunday morning or certain times of the week in which we worship or just even during a small group session. Invite him into everything. Count on him for everything. Pursue his presence regularly, no matter what you're doing or where you're going. And finally, the proverb ends by saying, and he will make your path straight. Or as another translation puts it, he will show you which path to take out of the New Living Translation. This isn't a promise of a carefree life or even a problem-free existence. 
But when you live in tune with who God is, what God is like, and how God desires you to live, the wise choices will become more obvious. Think of it this way. Wisdom now can help you avoid mistakes later. The truth is that life doesn't always present clear-cut choices. We regularly face situations that ask us to use wisdom, maybe even several times throughout the day. What do we do about an authority with whom we just can't get on board with? How do we handle tensions with spouses that are negatively affecting our children? What should we do at work when we're asked to do something that we're uncomfortable with? The answers to situations like these can be found by gaining and using wisdom. That's why Solomon's words are so profound. To find wisdom and avoid pitfalls on your path, Solomon says these things. He says, beginning, trust God. Seek out his wisdom for your situation and get him involved in your journey. So how do we actually do this? I mean, how do we actually practice wisdom? First, we have to start with the Bible, God's Word. Like we said earlier, Proverbs is a great place to begin gaining wisdom and seeing what God has to say about life's gray areas. Another great place to start reading is the Gospels, the four books that record the details of Jesus' time on earth. Those books are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus' words provide a wealth of wisdom for living a life free from regret. Next, count on maybe a small group that you have or uh, some kind of accountability group. Whether it's the group that maybe uh, you've had through maybe several years or maybe your closest group of friends, um, never underestimate the value of other people's perspectives in your life. Someone who is able to read a situation from the outside with a different perspective and who shares your values of faith can add helpful insights into your decision making. So invite others you trust in. Finally, consider pursuing the advice of maybe a professional counselor or somebody else older or wiser than you. Remember, perspective is key, so finding someone who has already been in your stage of life and has the value of hindsight can actually be super helpful. So life is complicated. And listen, we're all going to make decisions that we later end up regretting. It's just part of being human. But what if we set out to have as few regrets as possible by deciding to pursue wisdom in the gray areas of our life? What if we didn't focus on the now but thought of the later first? What would happen if we made decisions with both now and later in mind? As we conclude, there are two questions I really want you to think about. And uh, you can also post some additional thoughts with this also in the comment section. Uh, but what if, uh, what if you did what Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 actually suggests? What if you actively trusted God and sought wisdom from Scripture and other people? What would your future look like one year from now, or five years from now, or even ten years from now? If you made wise decisions now to live better now so you could live better later. The second question is this. What if you don't do this? What if you only lean on your own perspective and understanding and only make decisions based upon your current perspective? 
I mean, what could go wrong? But also, what could go right? What could you possibly miss out on? Like the potential choices we talked about, this choice is ultimately up to you. But you owe it to yourself to at least think about how you make decisions. Because what you do now will affect your later. And wisdom now can help you avoid mistakes later. Thank you for joining us for uh, our introduction to Now and Later. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, some of the ideas and perspectives that we've brought up today. But just remember that Wisdom Now can help you miss mistakes later. If you have any questions, put them in the comment section. Uh, feel free to interact with us. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, join us next week for week two of Now and Later. God bless.